Welcome to Frustrated and Exhausted, the podcast for women in leadership, where I help you fulfill your ambitions without sacrificing your sanity or your resilience. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Frustrated and Exhausted. Today I'm going to be talking all about embracing chaos. Why chaos? Well, just read the news, watch the news, listen to the news. How are you coping with the state of the world today? It can feel pretty heavy at the moment. There's a lot of really complex and difficult stuff going on. You know, if you think about war, we think about climate change, we think about all the economic crises out there. We think about this kind of post-pandemic world, really, that we're now living in. And this is something that really can impact our resilience. I, I don't know about you, but for me personally, during the pandemic, I had stopped watching the news after a certain point because I'd got myself really hooked on it and was watching absolutely everything. And I, I kind of suddenly realised this is doing nothing for my ability to just get on with what I've got to do at the moment. I was really getting sucked in and I had to really kind of set some boundaries around how much I was consuming of sort of what was going on in the wider world because it really wasn't helping me. But that is the reality of the world that we live in at the moment and for organisations and for individuals it has a massive impact. The speed at which we hear of things, the speed of transformation and change both in terms of what's going on out there inside the world and the way everything else changes and reacts to that whether that's technology whether it's global politics whether it's the economy you know we're all kind of in this really challenging environment now today I'm going to talk a little bit about how we lead and succeed in that environment you know, when everything is continually changing and when it can feel chaotic. How do we do that personally? And, you know, that really relates to our own personal resilience. And how do we do it as leaders in our organisations or as people who are managing other people? Because if you're responsible for delivering change at some level or you're expected to sort of help other people navigate their way through changes within organisations, then this really, really matters. It's big. This is going to be quite a short episode, so I'm kind of going to be skimming. These are kind of my top tips. This is kind of not really getting kind of into the the nitty gritty of it. Um, For those of you who are not aware, I have a background in strategy and change and transformation um, at an organisational level. I did that for a number of years. And it really fascinates me because it is challenging. You know, how do you plan? How do you change your organisation in order to deal with things that may come up that may not and for things that you're not expecting. So we're going to be taking a bit of a look at that today but before we do just really quickly if you haven't come across the term VUCA before that's V-U-C-A by the way not saying anything rude um, <laughs> if you haven't come across that term before it's something that you do hear quite a lot in organisations but not always. And it stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. And it's a term that came out of the US military a number of years ago as they recognised that actually the old structures and ways of going to war that they had been using weren't going to work because warfare had changed, the world had changed, um, it had become more fragmented. 
And so they kind of really started to look at this different world from these perspectives. So the assumptions really that things are more volatile, that they are more uncertainty, that they are increasingly complex. You know, we wonder why change is hard. Because it is, it's hard. Because the world is more complex than it used to be. There are so many more connection points and things to consider. And it's also a lot more ambiguous. I think we've kind of, I'm not sure that the world itself is any more ambiguous, and I might be getting a bit philosophical here, but I think that potentially, not everyone, but many people have become aware that there is more than one perspective on things. Faster communication, better education, more thinking, I think, has really shown how complex things truly are, that things can be ambiguous, that there is no definitive right and wrong very often to a lot of things. And that can make things feel very unstable. So how do we lead and succeed in a world of continuous change, which can feel like total chaos at times? Well, I've got a few kind of points really I want to talk through. So five things for you to think about around this. Some suggestions as well from me, um, just from my kind of personal experience. And the first one of those is embrace it. It's really easy and we've all come across people, I'm sure, and potentially been those people. I know I have at certain points been one of those people who digs their heels in and is just like, nope, nope, we don't want to do that. Don't want to change. I don't want to get with the new way of doing things. I just don't understand this. I don't want it. That comes up from a place of fear. Of course it does. We like what's familiar. Our brains, you know, again, back to neuroscience, our brains like what is familiar, what's habitual. It feels safe. But the bottom line is, it's not going away. (laughs) Um, This is how the world works now. This pace of change and transformation is just how it is. And we can't just ignore it. We won't succeed if we just ignore it. If we don't think the changes that are being made are the right changes, that's a whole different conversation. And one that is definitely worth having. But we need to, even if we can't accept what the change that's being suggested or being thrown at us is, we do have to accept that change is necessary. And I think that can really take a bit of a mindset shift, that actually embracing change can be a good thing, not necessarily a threat. But we also need to be realistic that for some people in some circumstances, some changes are a threat. That might mean job losses. It might mean loss of status. It might mean demotions. It might mean all sorts of things, but it it can be very scary for individuals at an individual level. As leaders, we have to acknowledge that. So while we might embrace the fact that change is necessary, it doesn't mean that it's easy and it doesn't mean that it's not a threat to some people and not a real threat either. Sometimes it is a real threat and we, we need to acknowledge that. My second point is that that means that as leaders, we have a responsibility to give clarity wherever we can. Sometimes stuff happens and we need to respond really, really quickly. But wherever we can possibly give clarity to people, give them something to hang on to, some sense of certainty, to reduce that uncertainty as much as possible is really important. And where we can't give that, people won't like it. There's no doubt about that. People do not like uncertainty and lack of clarity, but that's life. And again, that comes back to my first point about acceptance. Sometimes that just is what it is. 
but wherever we can't give clarity for the sake of trust. And remember that trust that we have in each other is absolutely pivotal to getting things done in organisations. For the sake of trust, we must at least be transparent wherever we can be. If we don't have answers, we don't have answers. But where we do, we have to give them. And where we don't, we need to at least be honest about that and as honest as we can be about what the timelines might be so that people can trust what we're telling them. Because while they might feel unsafe in terms of their circumstances, what we do want is that they at least feel safe with us as leaders, that they can talk to us, that they can trust us. The third point I want to make, and I've seen some people do this really well, massive generalisation, but women often do this quite well. But don't ever forget about it. In all the planning around change and transformation in organisations and dotting the I's and crossing the T's and dates and KPIs and all that sort of stuff, don't forget the humanity involved in change. We absolutely have to acknowledge emotion in all of this both our own emotion and other people's. Because while we might be trying to lead other people through the changes that are going on, we are also going through it ourselves. And I think it's really important to be honest about that, both with ourselves and with other people. And acknowledging the emotion and creating space for it can really ease the transitions that people are going through you know, noticing, just noticing, I notice that you are feeling X, Y, or Z, or maybe you are feeling X, Y, and Z if you don't want to make assumptions. People go through a lot of emotions when we're going through times of change, even if that's, you know, at a world level, at an organisational level, anything, it impacts us. And we need to acknowledge that impact in order for other people to feel validated and also to help them feel that they're not alone in experiencing these emotions around this because otherwise it can be quite an emotional place to be. One of the most important things it's important to make time and space for is grief in change. Any change will involve some sort of letting go, letting go of the old. Now sometimes that can be a really positive thing, sometimes we don't want what has been before anymore and for some people actually they'll be happy to skip away from what has been and let go of it. But for other people, they will have really valued and treasured what has been. And they will go through an experience of grief emotionally in order to be able to let go of what has been and move on. And again, I've seen many a programme team (laughs) ignore that. And You know, especially, you know, if we're talking redundancies or we're talking anything big like that, you know, to acknowledge that people are grieving, to acknowledge that this is difficult, to give them some space to talk about how difficult it is and talk about the emotions that they're experiencing around it can be a huge thing. Because if we don't, if we don't allow people to express it and let it out, then it's still going to be in the room. And they're going to be carrying that with them without having been able to express it. And that will mean that they can't move on. That they can't just get with the programme. I've seen some leaders become very frustrated. Why are people not getting this? 
Why are they not getting it? Why don't they see that this is a positive thing? Why don't they see that we need to do this? Well, they might kind of have some little pinpoint in the future of, of yeah, okay, I can see logically why, why that's happening. But just because we see something logically and understand it logically doesn't mean that we can get with it emotionally. And so really kind of making that space for people to talk about how they feel in any sort of transformation programme is is key. And that includes leadership teams. I've worked worked with a leadership team last year who were going through a really difficult period, a whole heap of redundancies, including people within the leadership team themselves. And yet I took my hat off to them because they, they took some time out for a couple of days and they really thought about it and they really engaged and we made space for them to express what they were feeling. And that made a huge difference to them and how they were able to come together and lead their own teams through it. Um, and it really kind of highlighted to me the importance of that. My final point really is about kind of opportunities in change and transformation and in chaos. There's always an opportunity. And I think in leadership, we need to be alive and alert to that. We need to involve people in identifying them and we need to harness some of the creativity that can come out of chaos and change and transformation. There is opportunity for that once you've kind of given people some space to talk about it. And people will be at different points along that journey. But don't miss the opportunities that change and chaos can create as well. So just to summarise, I've kind of taken you through five different points. Embracing change, giving clarity where you possibly can and transparency where you can't. Acknowledging emotion, your emotion and their emotion. You'll be honest and allow other people to be honest as well. Make sure, especially if it's a tough period of change for people where actually there is real difficulty involved, create space for grief really allow people to express that because in doing that you will allow them a good ending a good ending to a phase a period a thing that they have obviously valued you might feel differently about it but that doesn't negate how they feel about it and don't forget that there can be opportunities from these changes make sure you make the most of them involve other people in identifying them and really harness kind of the creativity that can come from change and from uncertainty. If you want to think a little bit more about your own personal resilience and change, you could start off with my Resilience Kickstarter, which is free. Um, You can download it, I'll pop it in the show notes. If you're looking for something more intensive, book a call with me to talk about my Resilient Women programme, or again, um, just drop me an email, hello at resonateleadership.co.uk and we can set up a time to discuss either the programme or some one-to-one work. I do a lot around change and resilience. Um, I think it's really, really important and I hope you found this episode useful. I'd love to hear what you think. Take care. See you again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frustrated and Exhausted. Hit the follow button for future episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Resonate Leadership and LinkedIn at Ruth Alexandra Wood. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Frustrated and Exhausted is brought to you by Resonate Leadership and the wonderful team at the Podcast Boutique. 
I'm your host, Ruth Wood. Take care and speak to you soon.